Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Emerging Tech series of Leadership and Insurance podcast. And this is the podcast where we speak to technology founders, executives and leaders from the world of insurance and insure tech. Today, I'm very lucky to be joined by Martin, who's CTO from Insify. Martin, how are you doing? All good. Thank you. I just came back two days ago from Iceland, where I watched the active volcano erupting for the past two weeks, which is uh, baffling. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, you were saying off camera there, and uh, unusually sunny in Iceland. Yeah, yeah, and then still with a volcanic eruption, which is kind of interesting. It's, it's like, I think it's about 800 years that it's been quiet in the area, and now uh, the volcano is erupting. There's about five volcanic systems there. And, and and once it starts, then it can last for decades to uh, with active periods, which is super close to the capital. So uh, maybe not a country that Insufi should uh, scale its insurance to too quickly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exciting and uh, somewhat terrifying at the same time. Well, <laughs> yeah. um, look, thank you for, uh, for coming on. As I say, it's it's great to have you and the and representing Insufi. And just as we always start on these podcasts, I'd love if you could just introduce yourself, your career, your kind of background within tech as a tech leader and and how you ended up in the world of insurance and or insure tech. Yeah, actually, I would say I have no idea how I ended up in here. Um, so, <laughs> so I have a kind of a funny background. I, I started in uh, in the south of the Netherlands at Philips Research, which at the time was the uh, the largest steel corporate research facility, I think, in the world. Which after you know IBM and HP Labs, etc., closed their research. And I was working on embedded processors, uh, really chip design, uh, processor design, lower software layers. And, uh, and from there on, ended up uh, uh, starting a startup, which I ran with co-founders for 10 years. Also super techy in software parallelization. And, and, uh, and then gradually got into coaching more and more deep tech startups. And at some point got picked up by an Australian of all places. Uh, <laughs> fintech company deep in the u.s mortgage uh, market uh, direct lending uh, and 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 from there the step to insure tech you know was a small step because basically insurance in a sense you know runs 10 years behind the the, the disruption that happened in fintech so there's still a lot of room and then you kind of understood like okay this is the place to be mm. Nice. And, yeah, and if you look at Insify, uh, so I joined Insify early on uh, when there was still a very small team, uh, and, and and Insify actually was founded by uh, by Kun Thijssen, who uh, and, and the co-founders, and, and Kun ran a, a scale up uh, before a successful scale up in e-commerce, and uh, and kind of looked at at insurance for his his company, and 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 found out you know you can't get that online he called up an insurer and the insurer said no we don't sell to customers you know talk to a broker and it's a cumbersome process and mm. and you know paid a lot of money and then uh, as the company scaled then uh then then at some point somebody broke in and stole a bunch of laptops and yeah quite a, a big uh, hit for for you know a scaling company to go tell your investors that you lost so much money but luckily they were insured 
but the insurer wouldn't pay out because because they just moved to a new office and they didn't update the insurer yet to, with the new op- the new office which is kind of right next door the old one and so the insurer said no yeah it's a different address so sorry we won't pay and 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 then Kuhn looked at this and said okay this you know this this has to change and and to his own surprise he kept being a loyal customer uh, uh, because it was too much hassle to change and said, no, no, this is an industry where we can, you know, where there's still so much room to, to do better for the customer that he started Intify. Fantastic. Love that. Love the kind of background and, and kind of yeah. briefly describe the, the mission there. But I guess to clarify on who Intify are and, and what is the mission more specifically, could you just quickly run us through that? Yeah, so so it basically starts with there. So so we we really love the the entrepreneurs, the the, the people that kind of run the economy. Yeah, it's, it's from the hairdresser to the, the the software consultant to the to the carpenter, uh, and and so these are the kind of you know micro and 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 SMEs, I would say, and 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 they were just so badly underserved by the industry that 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 we said let's do that different, and uh, and so it's fully online, fully digital. Uh, but really with a focus to the customer to, to keep it simple and, and, and our kind of tagline is always to keep it simple, uh, but also fair and kind of go back to where insurance is supposed to be is, is it's a formula. And, and if you do the formula right, then it's fair for everybody. And, and, and do that with tech uh, and, and data at the core uh, to, to basically have a modern way to, to evaluate risk at the right way. Mm. And it's been, you've been there for just over three years now, um, quite, a, quite a journey, you know, particularly in the last kind of 12 to 18 months, I believe, and raised your Series A very recently in June. You know, it's something that for anyone that's raised funds or, or had a really, I guess, that going through that experience in the last 12 to 18 months, I'm always interested to touch upon that you know how you personally and as a company how was that experience you know 2022 was extremely difficult and um or towards the end of and and certainly 2023 is not eased up like how did it how was the experience and and how did it compare to your kind of first rounds because i think that's two series a i believe yeah so we started with a, with a seat round and 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 early on and and then raised our series a when the hype was still full on i would say so mm-hmm. uh, and we raised that with excel which was an incredible experience uh, also for me in the in the, in the past uh, ran several st- startups uh, or was part of several startups and also the funding rounds which is always very difficult and 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 and, and, and this was a different experience with, with Excel. Um, mm. they, they basically looked at and they did their homework and they really studied the insure tech and insurance market and basically uh, came down to, okay, what's needed here is, is a player that understands, you know, partnerships, embedded insurance, SME, fully digital journeys uh, and a tech base, but also a solid insurance base. And then they, they went out to look for those companies and they found Insify to be a perfect match. And uh, so that was that was really nice match. Uh, we're really happy with that. And then, you know, the whole market grounded down to a halt from the VC side, basically. Uh, and, 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 and what I think the realization was, I mean, uh, there's a lot of pr- pressure on, on unit economics and payback period of less than 12 months. Basically, if you compare... 
uh, for less than 12 months payback period in insurance is, is rather weird in a sense. But if you compare as an investor, you could invest in a SaaS company where that's totally normal and an insurance company. And then it's like, well, where do you put your money? Mm. Uh, but but ultimately the the push is on on understanding that insurance in a sense is a different beast and that you have to build a healthy book and that means you have to understand your risk and 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 and, and governance and that's a very different play and uh in 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 distribution is hard in insurance etc you can't just go and, and you know buy the customer or buy portfolios and grow well you can't grow that way but ultimately then you don't control your book so, so I think what Insify set apart there was that that typically you see the insurtech is either founded by somebody from the insurance domain that gets the insurance foundations right, uh, but then is missing on the tech, uh, or by tech people that get the tech right and know everything about APIs and things like that, but don't get the insurance right. And I think we built a solid foundation in both insurance and tech and 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 that ultimately got our series a extension this year with with munich ventures which then gives comfort to the other investors that there's somebody that understands insurance that says well these guys know what they're doing and mm. and i think combined with that we we uh we really focus on execution incredibly much and and so we basically always met all our aggressive targets and VCs don't see that a lot. And, and that really gives a lot of comfort to uh, to raise in this kind of period. Yeah, so interesting just getting that sweet spot between insurance and insure tech, which you feel has been one of the, the bedrocks mm. for, for your guys' success. And I guess um, kind of going back to what you kind of touched on around, you know, we don't grow that way um, in insurance or insure tech, we kind of grow differently. What is What's next for you guys? You know, you've secured the funding. It's now all about heads down. What What is the, from your perspective anyway, as a, as a CTO there, what, what's next for you guys and, and the team? Yeah, so so we, we basically, we set out to make an impact to these entrepreneurs in Europe. And uh, and that's that's kind of the goal that that we try to to realize to really make you know life better for these entrepreneurs to run their their business and and you know know that the risk is is covered in some way, and and to do that well you want to be in Europe and and not just in in, in the Netherlands where we started and Netherlands is a nice market to take off but ultimately the impact is limited to the size of the Netherlands. Uh, and so we basically we landed our series a to scale internationally and i think the moment we announced the series a round i think we were a few months later we went live in germany and france uh, and france soon after and and ultimately it's it's the rest of europe to cover but we do that you know the insify way so not just grow 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 and and open up countries like crazy but really make sure that we we deeply understand the the, the customers the the demands the that tailor it to what customers really need uh, and and yeah, get the unique economics right get uh, get get the loss ratios right mm-hmm. and so really build that healthy insurance book and 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 for it to last in a sense yeah and, uh, to, to your question of what is that you know ask from the cto on the tech side is 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 basically there's there's a lot of technology behind tailoring uh, it's it's very very closely to what the customer needs but at the same time if you want to cover the whole of europe to make you know to to cover let's say 80 percent of all the entrepreneurs in europe then uh, you can't do that by building new tech stacks for each country or for each product 
So you you want to do that out of a single, in a sense, code base and a scalable technology that can handle that. And that puts a lot of constraints on, on, on how you architect this, and how you build this, and what kind of processes you use. Yeah. And it's interesting because the commercial, you and I spoke weeks, months ago about the how staggering the, the commercial insurance market is, you know, ex yeah, existing product offerings are really tailored towards the needs of small businesses specifically or entrepreneurs. You know, the small to medium enterprise market is massively underserved when it comes to business insurance. Many legacy providers failing to offer that digital friendly, streamlined and competitive offering for you. What's wrong with the, the market and small to medium enterprise and freelance insurance? You know, why has it been unserved and, and what are the challenges for an insured sector that are trying to change it? Right. Yeah, so 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 I would say it's SME is now sexy <laughs> from the VC perspective to, <laughs> to come back to that. And actually, we 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 always set out to do the hardest thing, which is actually the micro SME, the, the mostly freelancers, uh, small companies. That's an order of magnitude even harder. Yeah, I would say in the sense as SME is easy, micro SME is hard, <laughs> but together it is. Um, but so I think what you see there is that there is uh, the premiums are very low. Uh, if, if you just insure one single freelancer, you also have a high churn. Uh, very often, the freelancer would just get insured uh, to to get a, a certificate of insurance to their to their partner that they work for. And the moment they have the certificate, you know, cancel the insurance even. Um, in the sense, high fraud, um, very price sensitive, uh, and then extremely tailored because it's really different if you are a carpenter or a plumber or a or, or a health worker or you know, it's it's very very different. And then still uh, there's still the vision that you know insurance you don't really need. And so we launched our own disability insurance. Um, and if you look there, it's kind of the first thing on the mind of an entrepreneur is okay if I start and I start freelancing, for instance. What if something happens to me? How is my family going to be covered? Uh, but still, 20 to 30% of the entrepreneurs don't have something, uh, sorry, only have something for disability insurance. The rest doesn't. Uh, it's uh, because they deem it too expensive and, and oh. in a sense, not tailored enough, too difficult to get. Um, and, and I think it's underserved there is that probably incumbents, the big insurers, they are too far removed from the, from the customers. Uh, to to do that you know understanding and tailoring and it's uh, an, an incumbent insurer basically well if you ask it in the dutch blunt style i would say it's a big organization to manage the distribution and reseller model and uh but even for brokers the cost of sales for for a micro sme is just too high and so you need a lot of volume and a lot of automation and and that doesn't really fit with kind of the, the tech capacity uh, that's currently in the market and, and also that tech capacity is not something you can buy. There is no re real ready-made solution for uh, for SME and, and, uh, with, with all the tailoring and everything. Maybe you can buy now a core system that can handle embedded insurance, let's say for, for an e-bike or uh, uh, things like that. But for SME, it's it's uh, uh, the systems, at least I haven't seen them yet. Mm. And, you know, you've clearly changed the space with regards to SME and, and and you kind of touched on disability insurance, a hugely complex area. Like from a 
from the platform perspective, you know, the opportunity that you see with an embedded insurance is there for everyone to see, but executing is is a whole other beast. Like from from the tech side of things coming into Insify, what were the obvious challenges for you and, and are they still prevalent today or has that evolved into, well, more and more challenges or you feel like you've got a handle on it now? Yeah, I think I think we're getting there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, 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 so I think there's a whole bunch of roadblocks that make it hard to change. Yeah? And then, and, and uh, actually answering your first your previous question, I think uh, so. Uh, the, the customers don't trust you uh, or don't trust insurance in general. Uh, um, yeah, I think I think we looked and we said that that roughly fifty percent of the premium is 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 actually that is paid that is paid is actually paid out in claims, and it makes you wonder like where does the other fifty percent go? And and then if an insurer has maybe a five to seven, let's say, profit margin, and that because it gets under pressure because of market pressure, or then then what do you do as an insurer? Is you're going to add some more clauses because you know you can't increase prices because customers don't like that. You don't fire your middle managers because your middle managers on your team doesn't like that. So you look at you know the high claims you paid out, and you say, well, let's add some clauses and exclusions, and that's results in very complex products with, with lots of inclusions, exclusions, uh, and, and the feeling that customers need advice and regulatory then stepping in and saying, well, yeah, you need extra you know, rules like wet signatures on documents to make sure it goes right. And at the same time, the customer reacts with very high fraud, le fraud levels, uh, like 40% of claims on PNC or 60 even on disability is, is, is basically fraud. And, wow. and as and as a re, as a reaction, the the insurance industry kind of, at least in our view, treats every customer like a criminal. It's like, well, hey, you're probably a fraudster unless proven otherwise, which which in in, in our view is is fundamentally wrong. Huh? It's, it's, let's start with trusting the customer and 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 trying to change that. And uh, and so how we we and then. You know, the challenges for us to do that is basically that you'd you'd have to change that kind of end to end, uh, that that mindset and and that approach and and then if you want to do that, you know, let's you so you go and look out and you say, okay, let's let's look for tech stack, uh, but let's first look at insurance products, uh, maybe as a broker, maybe as an MGA, uh, we're currently both. Uh, then you see that the products have too many questions, too many silly exclusions. Uh, they're not ready for a kind of you know simple customer journey or very tailored yeah. customer journey. And so we had to push a lot to to change that. And then the partners are may not not ready for the kind of volume that you and and the, the automation that you need to make the unit economics right and the integration that you need. And the tech systems out there are are not basically uh, you know ready for again for that same tailoring and automation. There's no really core system that you can buy that solves this you know out of the box. And and at the same time, if you want to buy a system, then the unit economics of of you know, micro SME or the or the the premium is is in a sense so low that you can't afford these systems. Uh, and so you mm. kind of catch twenty two there. Uh, so our approach has been basically, you know, build our own insurance product, heavily push our partners to make that product, you know, customer friendly, uh, remove exclusions there where we know the customer won't understand them, for instance, uh, because then you're mm. not being fair and that, uh, to our values. And from a tech approach, it's, it's, we started basically just building very quickly, learn, 
throw it away and then build a new a new product from scratch again a couple of times until we settled on okay this is the tech approach that we we need here and now that we know that we we can achieve product market fit with that and what is the tech what is the tech approach like and because there's things you can do to affect an insurance there's things that are still with regulations etc if, if you could if, if i could just ask you what's the solution to you know solving this problem if you could just do it and you could implement it you know forgetting things being pushed through or adoption like what's the answer yeah. from you kind know, of martin's perspective what does the industry need from a, a tech stack you know what technologies will have the most influence is it you know the buzzword of the year so far ai and machine learning or is it more than just a simple quick fix yeah i think it's the it's a quick fix i, I haven't seen it <laughs> and i don't believe in it uh so 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 our approach has been i always compare it like the unix versus the windows model huh? uh, well linux okay. nowadays if you're old enough like me then you know what unix is <laughs> uh, yeah yeah <laughs> uh but uh if it's uh maybe that's my embedded background but uh but so if you look at windows it's a one size you know fits all everything integrated and therefore you have a lot of benefits because it's all integrated and Easy. but if you want to do something tailored or something specific then it's almost impossible and and and, and you see a lot of the, the the kind of core systems out there are, are following this this windows model where where you know everything's in there but then if you want to do something specific that that others don't do you can't or you start paying hefty consultancy fees and and and, and tailoring fees etc and and the unix model is much more you build a modular in kind of foundation like the internet in a sense like a foundation that's that actually nobody knows how it works but but you can build all kinds of stuff on it and connect and and unix is the same thing it's it's, it's a foundation where you can have kind of single responsibility modules that that do one thing but do it really really well and you can you can exchange them easily and you can you can basically get the best in class module but then connect them in a flexible way and then i think for us it's been very important that data and 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 obviously apis are kind of part of that foundation that it goes beyond that but then data is really treated as a first class citizen so we really invested early in in those foundations and in this kind of modular approach as well as the data side to it mm. and, that, and yeah sorry go ahead sorry no no sorry on you go well so so if you do that then then i think then the challenges that we faced here is 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 you know on the one hand our partners um yeah. uh, because uh, the, the partners still come from uh, look at for instance reinsurance it's 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 in a sense the old in insurance industry and the demands that we kind of learned that we had crazy demands to them which which actually was a surprise to us we didn't expect that uh, uh, very simple for instance uh, let's let's do a rating uh, that, uh, with a pricing engine and and then then a technology provider would say oh yeah we can do that we have a really really fast rating engine we go like, oh great yeah and it, it it does it in about six seconds if you have a simple rate and we go like six seconds we want 20 milliseconds uh, <laughs> uh, or two minutes to get a document out yeah or 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 digital connections to to partners with systems that are only on premise yeah, still written in COBOL maybe yeah um, COBOL geez <laughs> so, so literally I think uh, so so if you if you if you compare that and I, I read an article on, on Tesla this morning and the gigafactories I mean in a sense we would have to build like a hybrid car 
Uh, it's it's uh, we actually want to build an electric car, uh, but but there's no you know there's no charging facilities everywhere. We still have to interface with gasoline, uh, and and so uh, we can't change the whole world at once uh, as a small uh, <laughs> as a small scale up in a sense. So so that forces us to build a hybrid car, which is an incredibly complex piece of engineering. Uh, way more difficult than an electric car in essence in essence mm. yeah it's interesting i mean that, that was my next question on the on the challenges that that presents going down the the modular system way the advantages are are clear to probably anyone in from a tech perspective flexibility customization and when you attract attach it to insurance scalability faster development deployment and reduced complexity most importantly but as you say those challenges that present itself it's not easy to to go down that route so yeah really interesting you guys have chose to build it in that in that way yeah i think i think also if you look at it from let's say you're an insured tech you know tech vendor and you're selling you know a core system then then uh, and then, and then we come along and then we're proper uh, pain to the vendors i think because because basically it's much easier to sell the windows approach a point solution uh, that's in in let's say simple embedded insurance uh, uh, for let's say an incumbent that tries out a new country and then there's no pressure on api quality or mm. performance or the product tailoring and and a modular approach maybe is pretty hard for a tech vendor because you you only sell maybe one module instead of you know a very big one where you can ask more money uh, and and if it's all you know if we have to hook it up in our infrastructure or our foundations then it requires you know savvy customers which not are always there and you uh and 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 the customers that don't have it will ask you for features to again build that window system huh? If you now look at InsureTech, every system that is there offers some kind of data warehouse in it or some kind of uh, massive database for all the data and, and some AI on it and reporting. And, and if you do it modular, then you say, well, we have a data platform, so we'd like to connect it there. And so I don't want your platform, but I do want a, a stream of transactions coming out. Do you have that? Uh, and then, then the answer is no, we don't have it, but you have to pay for the data warehouse. And mm. uh, you can get a CSV export. And that's, that's <laughs> yeah, and it makes sense from the vendor's perspective, right? But for the, the approach of building a modular system out of components where you don't want to, you know, build everything yourself. Actually, I don't like to not invent it here. I'd like to buy stuff. Uh, I'd like to like, buy these kind of single responsibility model, modules, but that's uh, that's proven to be a challenge. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And I wanted to move on, kind of, you've talked around what you've built there and uh, from the technology perspective, I wanted to focus more on the kind of culture and kind of tech team side now, because, you know, you're super experienced and been around the houses in terms of being a, a technology leader, you know, uh, when you chose to build your team at Insify, for example, that kind of noticing from you know if linkedin is accurate you know and all it requires on people inputting the data and but you know most seem to be located quite near in terms of amsterdam and uh, north holland like was that a big consideration for you as a, as a cto when you were coming into insify when you're building your team because every cto or, or engineering leader that i speak with they all have their different nuances as to why the, the 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 business or the tech team is structured in a certain way or positioned in a certain part of the the world like what were the considerations for you and 
keeping your team quite close um, in one location. Yeah. Yeah, so so if you look, in, in, uh, I think I've I've been in uh, the the previous startup I was in in this fintech was an Australian company, and I built a team in the Netherlands, and we had a team in Sydney, which is ten hour time zone difference. Yeah, which is, and we kind of treated it as a single team, which actually worked out. But uh, but this, uh, so that's uh, so remote kind of you know pre COVID was kind of bread and butter for me already. Yeah. Uh, but you see, if you if you the amount of learning that you have to do in the market to really get close to the customers from that perspective yeah you want to make sure that you share those learnings and 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 do that very very well and then to be close together is is simply more efficient um with that i think we've been looking uh looking at to build this kind of scalable technology where where you can uh, have kind of single technology base that is that has really deep kind of data insights coming out it's super tailored uh, but the real challenge there is to is to very very quickly bring up new products and and change products to kind of learn in the market and 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 do that then with a very high quality you need some very very solid engineers and uh, and and so we've been looking very much at at locations where where we can find engineers that that have a very very solid kind of engineering background where the engineering background is in the education in the culture in the in the, in the companies they used to work with and actually uh, I'm, I'm kind of a sucker for diversity uh, so i think uh, out of the team uh, we have uh, lots of different cultures from all over the world and actually a lot of people relocated to uh, to the netherlands to to join us and uh, and that makes it really really fun. It's uh, I always say that you know if 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 everybody is special with their culture and their background, then nobody is special and everybody works together, and uh, <laughs> and that that really works out. And do you guys do you go in, do you go into the office regularly in Sofai or is it just fully remote but within Amsterdam or is there a kind of split hybrid approach? it's 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 hybrid basically yeah. so uh, so people are in the office and 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 uh, and at home basically uh, so we kind of continued on the well after covid basically we got more back to the office but but it's 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 a mix mm. and we're quite flexible yeah and finding good engineers solid engineers at the stage you're at is so important you know from from someone that recruits on that side, it's I know how difficult it can be. There's a lot of engineers out there, but it's trying to find, as you say, that culture adds and not just someone with the working with the latest and greatest tech or has all the right technologists yeah. back on, on the CV. And it's it's tough to kind of separate the two. You know, when you when you are as a C2, I was just interested to pick your brain. Like, what do you what traits do you do you look out for when you're scaling your team at this point? You know, such a critical point are there any things that you can pass on that's always good to look mm. out for when you're going through these hiring phases for for the listeners yeah so so if you look at again kind of the the, the scalable technology that we that we need to build huh? and and kind of to the speed of of bringing a new product to the market to basically follow the lean startup principles in essence and and every in every country in every product in every market that you open you follow those principles again then 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 what you need is is not so much people that are you know 
very experienced in one particular stack or uh, or know everything about insurance solution tax solutions um we we very much follow the 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 kind of principles in our code base uh, of of uncle bob if you know it, uh, the 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 robert martin is his uh, formal name the solid <laughs> principles is very no, known as clean coding around that and there's for instance one principle which is what he calls the the open closed principle which is basically modules are open for extension but closed for modification so you can you're able to add or compose new functionality without changing your existing code and that 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 prevents you know a situation where you one change you know breaks something completely somewhere else yeah? and 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 that kind of you know way of thinking requires you know a, a deep understanding of your programming and not so much of, of frameworks of or things like that so so i look at you know how to what extent do you do you really understand programming mm -hmm. uh, and 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 at the same time can get things done which is very close to joel spolsky's kind of smart and get things done approach mm. and how do you how do you do that how do you test for that in a in an actual hiring process do you just sling them over a test or do you just spend hours with these guys asking really just having a conversation like what's your how do you yeah. how do you unturn that stone yeah so so we we actually do life coding uh, okay, and and uh yeah and and I, I i i really dislike kind of slinging over a test because basically you're if, if yeah. you're as a developer if you're if you're recruiting or if you're if you're looking for a job and everybody does that and basically you have a day job in building all these tests and it's kind of free consultancy if you want that well and go pay people for it <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah so 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 we do live coding and actually even the first interview it's it's almost direct live coding uh, but it's not the kind of standard Google style interview where you have to do some kind of funky algorithm. And if you know everything about algorithms, you pass because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 we're not looking for algorithmic people. We're looking for good programmers. So, so the life coding really helps us to assess, you know, how does somebody reason about it? And then, you know, algorithmically what we code is trivial uh also programming language frameworks i don't care yeah so i always ask and mm -hmm. say well whatever language you know suits you best which is not per se the language that we will hire for huh? but um I've, i still have to come across somebody that says okay i'll do it at Cobol. i would be <laughs> <laughs> i love that so you give them the but, opportunity to you kind of go at it from the all stack perspective and just say whatever you're comfortable in yeah let's go it's, it's 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 the old spolsky smart and get things done and and yeah, and, yeah. and it's and and do you really understand the language that you're that you're in and do you know what you're talking about there and 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 that's kind of our approach and then we do you know later interviews again with coding but then more in in you know the the normal kind of bread and butter back end front end uh, qa mm -hmm. whatever whatever we're hiring for mm. and martin i just wanted to finish on um hiring good solid engineers senior engineers to help with this wonderful mission at insify how does martin keep the the tech teams happy happy life happy work life what's your What's your kind of methods there in keeping the engineering and tech teams, you know, happy and motivated? I, I think generally, you know, ultimately engineers basically like two things. Uh, if I if I make it very, very simple and, and, mm. and well, actually three, I would say one one is 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 be at a place, preferably a product company where you can have an impact. 
And, and I think that's that's what Insofar is kind of guaranteed. Huh? Uh, the impact we can make in the industry, impact to to real entrepreneurs, you know, that's lovely people that are really trying hard to 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 make an impact themselves and and help them especially if you look at disability sometimes you know, what's yeah. what our customers come back with and the appreciation if something goes wrong that they are covered that that's that's really nice to see uh that's one secondly is uh, uh it's it's always great to work with good people on really technical challenges and i think the challenges we have are are really interesting and I had an interesting conversation with a with a with a, with a VC a while back that said, "Well, you know, insurance. I mean, technology is not so critical." And then after we we talked about you know the challenges we face in in really what we want to automate and the data to to get that right, the the scalability, configurability, and this whole modular approach. He was like, "Oh, actually." This this domain is really challenging, and this is yeah. and there, there's still a lot of room for for actual you know innovation and and IP and um, and I think the third one so so people like that and then and 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 the and the, and the third one is just to to work with with uh, with the right colleagues that understand what you're doing and appreciate it and I think there uh, and once you have a great team people like to work with that team. But also, it really helps that you know that I'm a proper techie myself. That I that I can understand, you know, that it's not just building features, but also look at you know at at quality and 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 take care of tech debt early on. Or that basically, I think every good programmer wants to be uh, yeah, that is good in its craft wants to be uh, wants to deliver you know well crafted software. And they can deliver and you know crap if it has to uh, if it has to be fast and you throw it away later on uh, uh, but ultimately people take pride in their work and take pride in their craft and 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 if you can give that possibility then people will grow and thrive basically yeah yeah thank you um martin yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on um so many great takeaways there particularly at the end um, for everyone i'm sure but um, again thanks for coming on and um enjoy the rest of your day you too thanks